the 1K Mom Podcast. My name is Katie Fleming, business and branding strategist, ready to help you make your first 1K online. Together, we will define, design, and deliver your expertise. It's time to monetize your brilliance. Let's go. tell you about this epiphany that I had in the bathroom. <laughs> Not even joking you right now. This is an epiphany that I had in the bathroom. Sorry. Hashtag. Not sorry. Okay, so this is about the four seasons of your business. If you are a business owner, an entrepreneur, somebody who is getting good stuff done by sharing value with others, monetizing your brilliance, hello, monetize your brilliance, and just helping people to take their next steps, then you have got these four seasons in your business that you go through all the time. Now, let me tell you a story. Let me just share with you that for me, as a control freak, as somebody who always wants to be hustling, getting stuff done, doing things, crossing things off, making things happen, it's very easy to get into a mode of just accomplishing. And when you're not accomplishing, you feel down. Like you immediately start to feel like you're not adequate or you're not getting stuff done or there's something wrong with you or why am I having an off day today? Why am I not creating today? Why am I not inspired or creative? Or why am I not thinking clearly? But what I've realized is that it's not that I'm having an off day. It's just that this is a different season in my business. Now, when I say season, here's the deal. I don't mean like, okay, three months of this season, then three months of that season, then three months of this season. No, 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 no. It's not always like that. It's not always so cut and dry. You can plan on the groundhog, pop it out of the ground, and changing the season. No. Entrepreneurship is not that clear. Um, If it was, it'd be a lot easier, I think. But, um, you know, we kind of have to roll with the punches and learn ourselves and be aware enough about how we operate to know kind of what season we're falling in. And for me, it depends on so many things what mode I need to be in. And maybe that's a better word. Maybe it's not seasons. Maybe it's modes, entrepreneurial modes that you need to be in. And you've got to be so aware of yourself and your situation and circumstances and things that are going on around you to and know yourself well enough to know what mode that you are in or what mode you need to be in, okay? So, let's talk about those four seasons. Okay, so that first season is vision mode, vision season. This is the part where you are insanely inspired. You are probably sitting on a couch over a cup of bourbon. Cup? Cup. Cup. Yeah, cup. Cup. Is that right? Is that how you drink bourbon? 
glass. That's the word I'm looking for. Glass of bourbon. You're probably sitting on a couch in front of people that inspire you and encourage you to be the better version of yourself. And you're probably sitting there dreaming, right? You're sitting there with this glass of bourbon or this glass of tea, whatever you want it to be. Hey, I'm rhyming. Look at that. Okay. And you're just sitting there dreaming. You're sitting there thinking of all these amazing ideas. It probably started as a conversation about one thing and has all of a sudden morphed into this conversation about something completely different. But nonetheless, you are in a state where you are vision creating. You are just creative as all get out. And things are flowing to you. Ideas are rolling. In the moment, it sounds like every single freaking one of these ideas is the one that you should monetize. So... I can remember sitting, I think it was New Year's Eve, which for some reason, New Year's Eve for me and my family is like the night that we all get up and have these crazy ideas because we're sitting there doing nothing other than watching the New Year's Eve show, right? We're playing games, we're talking, we're chatting, we're all hanging out with each other. The girls are sleeping in the other room, taking their nighttime nap, and we're out here just hanging out. And for some reason, it's always the time that we are so creative and I can remember sitting across the table from my brother I think we were playing rummy maybe and I was like Zach that's a brilliant idea we should create a company called (laughs) e-panties and like thinking back now saying this on a podcast e-panties like really (laughs) yes I said panties like the things women wear on their bottoms but let me tell you something in the moment, I was completely inspired. He was completely inspired. I was fully convinced that we would be millionaires because of this one business concept called e-panties, which was basically, let me just give you a gist. And if you want to take this idea and run with it, feel free. Um, but basically, it's a vending machine for undergarments in case you find yourself in a pinch, if you know what I mean. So I thought it was pretty darn brilliant. And it was quite the night, so fun, just love hanging out with my family. They're some of the most inspiring people that I know and fellow Good Setters. Go catch them on the Good Setters podcast. Shameless plug. But, you know, it was in that moment and so many other moments where we're just divinely inspired and creative and we're sitting there just asking how to solve problems and we're asking what can we do to make this better and we're all of a sudden in this mode and in this mindset of figuring out how we can just improve and what ways we can improve our lives the lives we work in and our work and our job the churches we're a part of the relationships ah oh, i just love this stage this stage is one of my favorite ones in the entrepreneurial journey because we can just dream big I love this stage and I've got my people that I go to for this stage that are just equally as um, inspiring and as dream thinking Um, these people that just they just think above and beyond like when you're talking they're just sitting there going yeah why not right and that's exactly who you want in this phase of your entrepreneurial journey 
if you happen to be in vision mode, get around people that push the envelope on your vision. Okay, get around people who don't sit there and go, oh, well, no, how are you going to pay for that? There's no way. Let's not do that. You can't do that. No, no, no. Get around people that say, yes, why not? If that's where you want to go, let's figure out how. You want people that are going to not only push the envelope on what you're trying to accomplish, but also people who are going to just inspire you and push you to think in a different way and look at this from a different angle. Oh my gosh, so much value for this vision mode of the entrepreneurial journey. So let's talk about season two. Season two is all about execution. I call this the get stuff done stage, the GSD stage. Okay, maybe more of the get good stuff done stage because at this point, you're not just getting stuff done for the sake of getting stuff done, crossing things off the list, moving on. No, at this point, you've already noticed what your vision is. You've already figured that out. So now you are strategically doing things that are going to move your vision from entrepreneur mode one, the vision stage, and pushing it forward, okay? So it's more than just doing things, checking things off, okay? And this is the stage where you need to put on your blinders. You need to stop comparing. Stop looking at Sally Susie Joe over there who's doing this gorgeous thing on her Instagram feed that's making you feel highly inadequate and stop caring what she's doing because what she's doing is not what you need to be doing. You need to get so good at knowing your vision, your purpose, and what you're about that you just start to execute things kind of on a whim, right? And we call this inspired action. This this moment when you say, you know what? I think I'm going to create a Facebook group for this, that, and the other type of a woman. And you create it like that second. And you make a graphic in Canva like in two minutes. And you put that dang group out there into the world. And you all of a sudden start inviting people. And before you know it, that inspired action turned into something that is amazing. Okay. Um, for me, this was when I took a Facebook group that I had about, of about 30 to 40 women. And I kind of repositioned it because I was like, "Mm, I'm not exactly like in love with the way that I'm taking this group. And I all of a sudden repositioned it to hit a different market, to hit moms who have a heart and a passion for making money online, but also for completely taking care of their family and being fully mom and fully business owner. And I decided to switch that group. And the moment I did was the moment the group exploded. We went from 30 to 130 within a week. It was insane. It was awesome. So whenever you're kind of in the flow and you're listening to the cues that you're given and you're taking that inspired action, you're going to find that things just start to naturally fall into place and things start to happen and boom. And it's amazing. It's so great to be right there in the middle of listening to the cues that you get from the Holy Spirit and taking action on those and watching that happen. Okay. So the execution phase is huge. And for me, for somebody like me, who's a doer, I tend to find myself kind of 
overly hanging out in this stage. Um, I start to notice, I get super frustrated when I get to the end of the to-do list and I don't know what to do next. And then I have a hard time switching between all of these phases. But it's so important to be in execution stage, but also realize that there are the other stages we need to be going into. And that we do have to frequently switch back and forth as entrepreneurs. I mean, when you are the head of this organization, this vision, this community, you are having to be the one that's driving the ship, yo. Just saying. So, um, my natural tendency is to be in the doer mode, the get stuff done mode. And I often have to surround myself with people who remind me, hey, Katie, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Um, For example, last week we launched our podcast for the week, which we launch every single Monday morning at 9 a.m. Central Time. And we were launching the episode. So my dad, so I do this podcast, it's called Good Setters. And I do this with my dad, Darren, my mom, Julie, my brother, Zach, and our spouses, James and Jesslyn, so, uh, sometimes make appearances on the podcast. But it's called Good Setters, and we talk about faith, family, and entrepreneurship. And so Monday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Time, our episode for the week launches. And my dad, being the smart man he is, decided we should plan ahead. We should set everything up Sunday night so that it goes perfectly Monday morning when we're hustling and bustling with everything else we've got going on. We don't have to worry about it. Well, our media host, which if you don't know, a media host is who kind of holds all of your content for your podcast and pushes it to places like iTunes and Stitcher, where you can then listen to it. Well, for some reason, we were having trouble with getting that set to uh, launch at 9 a.m. Anywho, um, I was sitting there at 9.30 a.m. My husband was home from work. He works weird hours. He was like, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm just trying to figure out how to switch this to to hit at 9 a.m. on Monday, not show as Sunday. And he's like, why does it matter? I'm like, well, you know, this, that, and the other, and I want our audience to know when to expect our content, and I think we need to be consistent. He's like... Katie, like it doesn't, you're kind of harking on the wrong thing. Like if you could just spend the same amount of time you spend doing that, promoting your podcast, you'd probably be better off, right? And I just love having him in my life because he can kind of say, hold on a second, what you're trying to execute is probably not worth your effort. And you need that in your life. You need somebody who can sit there and say, hold on a second, you are trying to do something that's not going to be the biggest bang for your buck. So execution mode is so important, but we need to balance that. We also need to be doing the right things, getting the good stuff done, the stuff that matters and is going to move your business and your brand forward. So season three is one of my favorites, but if I was being completely honest with you, this is probably one of the hardest for me, and that is rest. Yep. Rest. Rest is so hard for me. Is it hard for you? Oh, let me know if it's hard for you too because, gosh, I feel like it's a struggle. I know Sundays, Sundays is really the day we try to rest. We spend the majority of our Sunday mornings serving at our local church and just full out pouring ourselves out there, um, just ministering to the students we work with, but also just, just being an amazing um, minister of, of what we believe even in our church congregation. And that's what we seek to do every Sunday. And 
it's interesting. I, I never feel urges to nap unless it's a Sunday. It's very weird. But I've lately stopped myself from taking Sunday naps because, number one, and really probably the only reason, I wake up incredibly grumpy. I wake up, like, way grumpy. Like, it's just not even worth it. Like, I love naps, and I love Sunday naps, but I hate the way I feel after naps. I am so grumpy, and I'm pretty darn, I'm pretty darn mean. And it normally takes a cup of coffee for me to get back to normal, and a coffee at 3 o'clock in the afternoon is probably not the best thing for my sleep patterns and circadian rhythms. You know what I'm saying? So I've banned myself from Sunday naps. But, you know, nap, Sundays are so important to rest. And I've really been diligent about kind of protecting Sundays and making sure that, you know, even when the house is napping, as I call it, when the girls, my daughters are sleeping, taking their Sunday naps, or in Lizzie's case, she's almost four, she doesn't nap too much anymore. But, you know, when she's in her room quietly coloring or playing, you know, I take this time to just read or just be quiet. There's not any kind of um, tasks that I do to move my business forward on Sundays unless it's just a very rare occasion. But I try and I've been trying to really take a step back in that Sunday is a moment where I need to stop and just reflect on what I accomplished, what the goal is for the coming week, and and that sort of thing, and just rejuvenating myself. You know, maybe it's getting my toes done, getting a pedicure with my mom, or um, running to Trader Joe's to get some groceries for the week, which, if I go by myself, is actually insanely therapeutic. Is that weird? I don't know. But when you're a mom of two kids, like... Yeah, it's kind of nice to go to the store by yourself. So, you know, just taking that time for yourself and figuring out what works for you. Maybe for you and your spouse, it's not a specific day. Maybe it's a time block of hours every day. Maybe when you guys first wake up, it's waiting until 11 to do anything. You just you're you're just working out together. You're having quiet time. Um and just having like this gentle wake up. And if you're in a position with your job where you can do that, like my friend Chris and Lori, then yeah, do it. But find what works for you. Get rest into your sequence, into your mode as an entrepreneur. And make sure that you're taking that time because it's so important for the other modes and uh, kind of seasons that you go through as a business owner. So let's talk about season four and I call this the rebuild season this is a season where you have just spent all of this time pouring out all this amazing greatness that you have you've been pouring out things to the students you come in contact in your youth group where you volunteer or the the people in your academy that you teach or your one-on-one coaching clients or your community of people who are surrounding you who want to know what you know you've been pouring out for a long time okay it's time for you to fill your cup it's time to rebuild so 
Personally, for me, rebuilding is a daily thing. And um, if I don't do it daily, I find myself in kind of a deficit where I'll get to a day where I am like uninspired. I'm grumpy. I have nothing good to say. Um, there ain't no way I'm going live talking about anything. And I wonder, like, I start to have thoughts like, okay, why would these people listen to me in the first place? And I have all these negative thoughts. And it's real easy to get down and think like, oh yeah, those thoughts are true. But you know what I've realized is that those thoughts stem from me having an empty cup. I've let my cup, my cup, I've let my cup get too empty. And when we do that, we have nothing else to pour out. No wonder I don't want to go live and share any information because I ain't got nothing to share, right? So make sure that you're constantly filling yourself up if you're in a position where you're constantly pouring yourself out. I know that sounds so obvious, but in, you know, in practice, we don't necessarily do it. And oh my gosh, it's just so important, especially if you're in a leadership role of some kind, or if you're a pastor of a church, if you, or if you're a leader of a company, like, or you're the face of a brand. If you are not filling yourself up, you're not going to be able to pour out long-term to your clients, to your congregation, to your company, your shareholders, whoever it is that you have influence over. So make sure that you are rebuilding. I think some good ways that you can do this is to every night set some kind of a reading habit. Um, For my husband and I, we have uh, really been very diligent about this about the last three months where, you know, we are accountable to each other. He's got a book he enjoys talking about stocks and whatnot. Eh, I ain't got no interest in that. And I've got books and I'm interested in personal development, supplements, health, that sort of thing. And we're just accountable to each other. Like, Hey, did you read your book tonight? Or, you know, when he's ready to turn off the light, just, you know, we're accountable to each other. And whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes or half an hour, we're reading. And whether he stops before I do or I stop before he does, it doesn't matter as long as we're opening that book and reading some pages every night. Because, you know, fact of the matter is we used to, and most couples do just scroll Facebook before turning off the lights. And how much power, more powerful, how much more powerful could it be if you put the phone down, whipped open a book and just sat there and let your mind devour the content on the pages? It's, it's powerful. So that's one way to begin to get personal development and rebuild and refill your cup on a daily basis. Also is podcasts. Did you know that in your podcast app, you have got so much information sitting in there, hanging out for free, ready for you to listen to it. There's just so much good stuff in there. And I am so appreciative to you that you're listening to the one K mom podcast, because on here, you're going to get a ton of great information, but you will also find so many other great resources on the podcast app and shameless plug the good setters podcast is one of my favorites where we talk about faith family and business and i host that over there with my dad my mom and my brother so go check that out okay so 
just make sure moral of the story is rebuild yourself on a daily basis but you also want to be doing like more like quarterly or yearly things that are a little more intensive whether you go to a weekend coaching program or a seminar of some kind or you expand your skills in a certain area or gain a certification guys I just can't tell you there was one year um, I think it was 2012 and my dad I just, I had just started a new job at an accounting firm. No, where was I? Hmm. And I had just started a new job at a real estate office. And my dad said, you know, as the new year's approaching and we're planning goals and visions and ideas and things. And he said, he said, just think of one thing that you can do this year to add a skill to your tool belt to add a tool to your toolbox that's it that's it what one thing are you interested in that you could learn and maybe somewhat um, become an expert in and just add it to your tool belt and what I decided to learn was Adobe Creative Cloud so I decided to learn how to use Illustrator and Photoshop and kind of the Adobe Cloud softwares which is all that design software. I bought a Mac with some tax return money and started to just dive into learning these programs. And let me tell you, when you start to learn new skills, like he said, just put new skills in your toolbox. Doors open. All of a sudden, new things are able to be happening because you have this new skill. And I remember like starting to take on new roles at that job to the point where my role had to shift. I had to take a new role. And I was uh, kind of moved into this more operations role. And then when it came time, when we relocated to Texas, um, I was able to continue working on with that company as a contractor. And mainly because of these skills I had learned the year before. So it's so important to always be building your skill sets to always be increasing the tools that are in your toolbox so that you know when new opportunities come along you're not wondering oh there's no way but instead you're thinking yeah how can I so So I hope that this episode where we've talked through these four stages of entrepreneurship, that you have gained some value. And just to recap, those stages are the vision stage, the creation stage, the brainstorming, the dreaming big stage. Number two is the execution stage, the getting stuff done, checking it off and getting the good stuff done, the right stuff that's going to move your vision forward. Stage three is rest, taking adequate rest so that you can grow your mind as well as grow your business. Pour into you so that you can pour out more to your audience. And stage four is the rebuild. You have got to increase your mental capacity. You've got to increase your gifts, your tools in your toolbox. Learn more so you can do more and be more. joining us on today's episode. If you have found value, consider subscribing and consider writing me a short review telling me what you loved 
moments you had. It means the world to me. And if you aren't already a part of our free tribe of women just like you making it happen in their business and in their family, 